Hey, my spontaneous queens out there. Welcome to the podcast, Winning in Life and Business. In this podcast, you will learn a lot about wellness, self-development, and business. So sit back and relax, and let's enjoy this journey together. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's Bureau keynote call. Glad to have each and every one of you on. I am excited to hear from our keynote speaker this evening. So let me get out of the way of greatness and introduce her so we can hear from her. Arshia Foley is a well-rounded leader, speaker, author, and recording artist with a background in business healthcare administration. She is a master's degree holder with a big heart to help her community. Arshia enjoys mentoring children and women and giving back to organizations. She has experience in church sectors where she has a certification in call to accountability. Arshia is set out to speak and empower people globally. Please welcome Arshia Foley with her presentation, Motherless, Fatherless Child. Are you or someone you know a motherless, fatherless child? Before I ask that question again, I want you guys to take a deep breath and walk with me. And I want you guys to actually dig deep and to understand the things that's coming out of my mouth. I want you guys to walk with me, have fun with me, experience all the different emotions with me. Are you or someone you know a motherless or fatherless child? Ladies and gentlemen, being a motherless or fatherless child doesn't mean that your parent is no longer living with you. You can be a motherless, fatherless child and your parents can still be in the same exact environment you are in. Let me share with you some effects of being a parentless child. I hope you guys have pen and papers to jot down some bullet points. I'm going to go through them one by one. Bullet point number one of the effects of being a parentless child is you can be suffering with different, having difficulty bonding with adults or different children. Bullet point number two, you can have increased levels of fear, anxiety, or nightmares. Shortness of breath, or something simple like depression. Bullet point number three, you can be unable to form healthy relationships. And let me tell you guys, if this lingers on too long. This can cause you to be stressed and it can cause unknown illnesses to develop in your body, causing conflict and grief. And it's all rooted down and boiled down to being a parentless child. 
last but not least, bullet point number four. And this is a quote. According to Ellen Perkins, without doubt, the number one most psychologically damaging thing you can say to a child is, I do not love you. Or you can tell that child, I wish, I'm sorry, you can tell that child that you were a mistake. Ladies and gentlemen, out of the four bullet points that I read to you guys, I personally experienced four of those bullet points. And let me go back and explain the bullet points that I have experienced. I have experienced bullet point number two, the increased level of fear and nightmares. Now I had fear and the fear was embedded in me because as a child, I was molested by a family cousin. And I remember that age because I'll remember everything. It was around three or four. But for, as my family dynamic, we were taught family is everything. So as a young child, a cousin, a family member told me, if you told anybody, I will blame it on you. And then you will get in trouble. And I believe that. And another experience that I have experienced is nightmares. Because of that trans, um, that traumatic thing had happened in my life, I have to experience anxiousness, sweating in the palms and my feet. I have experienced nightmares nonstop every single day. And that caused me to be on edge. That caused me to be a, not able to see my dreams manifest, manifest before my eyes. It was a blockage for my dreams. And last but not least, bullet point number four, I have experienced that, not that I was a mistake, but I wish that you were a boy, meaning she wished she didn't have a female child. Now, let me tell you that hearing that, it can make you or it can break you. And being a small child, it crushed me. You can hear from anybody else, but when you hear from a parent, it can crush you. It is like taking the breath out of you. But I was able to move, maneuver on in my life, grabbing the strength that I did have inside me to keep going. Now walk with me. I remember when I was back in high school, I love singing, singing. We sing different genres, country, r and Well, we didn't sing R&B. I wish we sang R&B, rock, um, the old time 80s. We sung it all. But one, it, it, I remember to this day, it was competition day. Everybody had a chance to pick what kind of genre they wanted, what kind of style of music. I was always drawn to Negro spirituals. And that very day, I picked a motherless child. <laughs> but how they, I practiced this song day in, day out, 
with the the leader of the choir she punched the keys day in day out but how she was telling me to practice that song for competition it didn't have any soul in it it didn't have any experience in it so when i got to competition day let's just say i didn't sing it the way they wanted me to sing it i sung it with soul but let me tell you something on the ride home i didn't make the competition but i know deep down inside i won the competition because when i sung a motherless child it wasn't just the words on the page it wasn't just the rhythm of the beat it was i lived that situation i lived through it and i won't sing today but i will give you a feel how the melody and how the tone will go Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Oh no. From home, this world out here is lonely and cold. This world out here is so lonely and cold. This world out here is lonely and cold oh i guess i'll go back home now picture yourself in my shoes have to muster up the courage to fight through depression anxiety sleepless nights but keeping all that inside because you grew up and they told you that family is everything and you was the one that wanted to make sure you keep the family together but guess what you was dying inside holding all those secrets losing your identity losing your self worth the ones that love me i guess I imagine you feeling this all the way from 3 years old all the way from high school to show me confused it wasn't the word to describe the things that i was feeling inside but i had a praying grandmother she embedded in me music and when she told me to sing music she told me to make sure i sing from my stomach i know that i was a child that i play a lot i i'm i always goof around and choir i played a lot but they didn't know why i played they didn't know why i told jokes but let me tell you guys even though i passed all those hurdles and obstacles let me tell you the steps that i did take to overcome being a motherless child or overcoming the effects 
bullet point number one, I had to do. I had to focus on being my true self. In high school, no one could never knew or know what was going on with me because I was an outgoing child. I was a trailblazer and I didn't even know it. I, and I'm not sure of the year, but back in the day when I was in 11th grade and 12th grade, I was the one that created a dance team and a step team while I was in high school. So by me engaging in that, it kept my mind off a lot of stuff. Bullet point number two, I had to make sure now that I have a daughter, I had to make sure that the nurturing that I didn't receive as a child, I, I pour that in my child. I make sure every day that she wakes up, she know who she is, that she's loved. Even though she might be uncertain of the things that she's feeling, I make sure I pour that wisdom inside of her. And I always tell her I love her, not by the words, but gestures. And I always respect her. I respect her opinion. Bullet point number three. I, work it, I worked on, now this was one of the hardest. I worked on building healthy relationships. And it's an art of being, having relationships with people because I didn't have that foundation of seeing a healthy relationship. When I was in a young kid, my mother was married, but I didn't see the role model as a relationship. So being in marriage, it taught me a lot of stuff too about myself. And some of the things was my doing, some of the things was their doing, but we wasn't old enough to be in that. But it all boiled down to being a motherless, fatherless child. And that was one of the effects. They came from that. Bullet point number four, I stopped people pleasing. I had that real bad because where I grew up, we was raised to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir. Don't talk back. Put a handle on that, that growing up's name. So by me being so polite and respectful, sometimes adults didn't have the right intentions. And it could be the wrong or toxic relationship. And you don't even know it at the time because you're trying to be polite. But it's one thing that I say, I breathe air, not people. I breathe air and not people. So that, me that means I have, to, I have to have time to breathe air comes natural. I can't breathe people. By taking the steps, it helped me clear up a whole lot of stuff internally and externally. And also in 2016, I was able to meet my biological father. So that helped me clear up a whole lot of stuff too. So when we first met, it was like, like we never ever departed from each other. It was a spiritual connection right away. And I'm happy that I kept searching for that relationship. And it helped me to, when, when I met him in 2016, it helped me of the adulthood of my life to keep going on my journey. In closing, be grateful, be grateful.
for your past, your present, the good or the bad, because without the ingredients, you would not be you. Now, with that being said, now that you have insight on the effects of a motherless, fatherless child, are you or someone you know a motherless child? I am now opening up for questions or comments. All right, all right, all right. Does anyone have any questions? Mr. Phil? Yeah, yeah, I can really relate to you. I'm a fatherless child and the choir in, uh, in high school saved me because it took me away from a bad group that I was hanging out with and it put me to a better group. Now we were still ornery and crazy, but we just did it on a classier level. So. I understand that feeling of being with the choir. Um, so naturally I have like to hear you kind of tell us a little bit more about your reconnection with your father. Okay. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, I'm gonna go from the beginning. So when I, when I was younger, I kind of, I was quiet. So I pick up on clues. I was like, okay, the guy, the guy, the man that was raising me to be his daughter wasn't interacting with me as his daughter. I will come in the room and it will be silence. You don't even get them knowledge. So I told my grandmother like, hey, hey, this, this man ain't my father. You don't act like my father. He's not my close to my height. He's not close to my color. He don't take me around his family. He is not my father. So years go by, they didn't say anything. When I was married, my mother sent me a picture and say, here's your father, are you happy? So I call and say, hey, is this my father? He looked just like me, but lighter. And then she said, oh, you can't take a joke. I'm just playing with you. But as she said that, I can feel the warmthness coming over me as my nose began to bleed. Then a couple of years went by, I think it was two years that went by. And then I finally had told my auntie, look, Tell me who my father is. I don't even care. Tell me who he is. Give me his name. And I research him myself. And she just broke down and say, I know who your father is. Here's his number. When I reconnected with him, because they call me Sita, Mama Sita. That's my nickname. And then he was like, oh, I've been trying to contact you, but your mother didn't let me see you. I secretly went to your grandmother's house and gave you food, clothes, anything that you needed. But every time it was for time for me to come see you, we was always missing each other and passing. And I told him, I don't care about that man. I'm happy that I met you. So he was like, I don't wanna hurt your feelings, but I'm sure that you have it on your mind and I have it on my mind. Is it okay if I get a DNA test? And I said, okay, no problem. So we did a DNA test. He was 99999.9, my daddy. So then I was able to meet my grandmother then a couple of months ago, months later, after I met my father, she passed away. But I was just like, my daddy is way old. He in the 60s now. now. He's an older gentleman, though. But for us to just talk and just talk about spiritual stuff, I, I'm Baptist. I was Baptist at the time. And he's Jehovah Witness. And for us to just connect and every time, oh, I love you. I love you. Every time he get off the phone with me, I love you. Make sure you keep God ahead of your life. I said, okay. So he was, he trying to do a lot, but then you know what's funny because we have so many 
like my little city, silly, quirky, quirky laugh, we got the same laugh. And sometimes the things I say, he say, I love riding horses. He was riding horses. He had horses. He owned a business. So I'm like, okay, I see where am I getting my business side from. But that's the day that I reconnected with my daddy back in 2016. And we haven't been off the phone ever since. All right, all right. Miss Miss Adrian, go ahead. I was gonna say, wow, Arshia, that was great. Um, I do Thank have you. a um you have me emotional. <sighs> I will say that. Because I'm a kid that grew up with my parents. But my son does not know his father. So I'm, I'm hearing it and I'm so upset with your mother because sometimes we don't understand how to do what we need to do to express it to our children. Yeah. Our children grow up and not feel motherless or fatherless. And then we try to, I guess, compensate in all these other types of different ways. But to even just hear you talking I guess the question that I have for you is I had an opportunity to even just hear your daughter speak. And from what I know now of you and that little second of a conversation with your little young lady in that car, I now know that, oh, wow. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. So the, the question really is, do you feel some type of way? Have Are you still holding what mom did not allow you to have? And if, well, it doesn't seem like you are. I mean, I'm asking that question, but like I said, I met your daughter. From that conversation, you can tell that you don't do the same thing. So what is it? What is it that keeps you that keeps you going and to make sure that you always keep her first and let her know how much she's worth. Thank you for your question. For me, I never held a grudge. And that's what made me me because somebody can do something to me. And for me, it's like an automatic response. I get quiet. I get back in Herman mode. I get to myself and I was like, God, why did this person do this? What was the I just ask questions for him first before I even go to the person to even confront them. And for me, my grandmother, growing up, my grandmother raised me. Now, I'm going to be honest. My mother did help raise me. She did the financial part. She did the clothing part. So I got this uh, sense of uh, don't let anybody take advantage of you from that, uh, that part from her. Um, the fashion and how I like to put things in order. I got that from her. But I had to understand, though she had something missing from her because she was a mother at 16 years old. So that development that she was supposed to have, she didn't have. And me being an adult, being married, going through stuff, I kind of understood her. But one thing that kept me was God. And being young, I was always in church. So my grandmother, she uh, raised me. Always love your mother, no matter what she do. Always love your mother. You only get one mother. Always love your mother. And that's what kept me in my head. But sometimes that that keep that saying that can keep you stuck too. We don't want it to be stuck either. But I had to make a decision to, how can I say this? 
love my mother. I'm not gonna say I don't say hate, but disassociate her behavior. Cause I know she loved me. I know she proud of me, but she just can't verbally say it or hugs and stuff like that. But that's something that she has to handle on her own. I still do everything for her. And for me, this season, I'm choosing me. That's why you see me going full of fours. But what kept me was God and my grandmother telling me, always love your mother, no matter what. Don't treat her like she treat me. I remember those words to this day. And that's why my grandma did a lot of, she did the basic training that she could because she was already up in age. And um, that uh, when she passed away and when I was in the 11th grade, it's like I lost my best friend. So that's why I connect to a lot of people already because I was able to, even though I was in pain going through, but now I'm able to connect with people on different levels. But what kept me and what kept me going was the only thing was God. I thank you so much for your answer. And I thank you so much for your, for your keynote and everything. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. All right, all right. Well, it is exactly seven. Enjoyed you. Enjoyed you so much. Thank Rachel. you. This song. Do you write your pain? Is a lot of your writing, your songs, are they from that three-year-old? No, I don't. Actually, I don't write down my stuff. When I wrote everything to release some of the stuff, I wrote it in my book. Why use, why use my pain to help others? So a lot of the releasing was in this book. And for me, I try writing stuff down, but when I write it down, I don't go back to it. So then I try to write it in my notes on my phone. But whenever I I go and I write, it's from different places. So that's why when somebody was asking me, can I write a song or sing a song for them? I have that experience to go with that because I went through that. So that's, I'm able to connect with children because it was like a little, or she that didn't get to live. Um, uh, I, I'm living an adult life, but I'm just telling you from my point of view, I didn't get to live a full uh, childhood like I supposed to be because some of my childhood when I was in the eighth grade, I was babysitting. And I didn't want to babysit. I was babysitting five kids. Two of them was newborns. So now when I write my songs, it just come out naturally because I had so much experience to go behind it. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is, I believe, her time is, she's at time, correct? All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, please unmute your mics and give Miss Arcia Foley a great round of applause. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Way to go, way to go. That was really good. Right. Now we are up to our praise period. Anyone would like to share some encouraging words with Arcia and pour back into her? All right, I see, I gotta. Can I go first? Cause I gotta get off. I gotta oh, get ready okay. to go to the Mexit. <laughs> yes, I got to do my Mexican news. Arshiga, I love it. I love the purple. That's regal. I'm loving it. I just love your whole, your whole skis, how you do what you do. 
I like I said, you got me emotional. And people don't really get me emotional to the point where it's like I'm boohoo crying, girl. You know, made me make I gotta go fix my whole face. <laughs> my whole face. I love you, love you, love you. Um, love you I, too. I'm looking forward to hearing these words come out of your mouth. That song was great, but I know that song ain't got nothing on you, girl. I can't it's old wisdom because I was around old wisdom. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm looking so forward to hearing this music because I am one of them old wisdom type kids that grew up around that. And now I'm looking at church and I'm trying to figure out, all right, y'all, y'all doing too many hallelujahs and y'all ain't got enough hold them. And y'all don't know where to go at the cross. Yes. And y'all don't know how to hold and root. And I just keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. I can't, Thank I, you. I'm looking forward to all that's about to happen with you. Thank mom. you. I can't wait. I want that first one. I Thank want you. the first one. <laughs> right, all right. Mr. Vastine, I see your mic is unmuted. Yes, I just want to tell Larissa, you showed us, you didn't just tell us, but you showed us. And when you can show a story, there's more power to it. And I love your story. But more than anything else, I, I love what you have become as a person as a result of it. And when I didn't hear you say it, you, you seem to harbor no bitterness. You are absolutely, absolutely a champion. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Bastine. All right. Who else would like to pour back into Ms. Arshia? Ms. Corinne, go ahead. Oh my goodness, Arshia, girl, get up out of my business. Don't be telling my story. <laughs> it was so many things that I didn't even know about you. And I was like, okay, that's why she's dope. Okay, now I get it. Now I get it. And it was moments of things that I didn't even, you know, you allowed me opportunities for me to process my childhood, to process experiences that I had that I hadn't even thought about in days, months, feel like a lifetime. Because once you move from that place, some stuff you just don't go back to. Um, I remember thinking like, oh man, I need to connect. I need to call my dad. But then I got peace because I don't breathe people. I breathe life. And I don't owe him anything. So yeah, we, we, it's a, every day is a choice. Every day is a choice. And we're realizing more and more each day that we matter and that our stories are to help other people. And yeah, we're not people pleasers, but we make an impact in people's lives. So thank you for making an impact in my life thank and you. being the light and continuing to soar. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Ms. Corinne. Uh, Ms. Tyranny, go ahead. I knew you was dope. I knew I, every time I listen to you, right. just the way you speak, isn't she, Corinne? Like you are a whole vibe. Like literally, the way she just carries herself, the way she carries her words, the way she speaks. She's not even trying. Like you are, you just are. You just being. You know, you just living. You just existing, and it's it's amazing how you made the choice to succeed. You know, even in the midst of everything that happened to you, you made a choice and how it would affect you, and you made a choice and how you would affect life going forward regardless of the different things that you were presented with that and that's I think that's really amazing and I look forward to seeing you continue to blossom and to continue to grow and I look forward to following you on your journey because yo you are phenomenal love thank you like I mean your words your music I'm, you a whole vibe 
thank you, really you are like you are such a vibe and i just thank you for thank sharing you. and pouring in to us so God yes bless. thank you <laughs> I have to choose what I say to people because people are so, and if I choose negative words, I'm going to be the one responsible to tear down that sister or that brother. So when I encourage you, I don't give you generic words. I give you something that fish you, customized words that's going to fish you. And something, something might, the Holy Spirit might say, oh, say that to that. That's why I sit back and I watch and I engage with other people so I can be able to connect with you personally on a one-on-one. So that's why I do that. Thank that's you. That's exactly what it feels like too. You are, yeah, exactly what it feels like. So connecting with souls. All right, all right. Thank you so much, Miss Tierney. Oh, Arshia, you cut up buddy Tempest says she loves you. <laughs> she put that in chat. Thank you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do we have time? Do we have time for any more, Miss Susan? All right. Those who said Ashia is a boss. He, he, he did. That's on it. Yeah, we got time. We got time. Okay. Okay. Uh, does Does anyone else have uh, have any encouraging word for Miss Arcia? Wants to pour back into her. Right. All right. Well, amazing job, Miss Arcia. I would just ditto what Dao said because that was fire. Really <laughs> that's it okay good good thank you miss adrian all right well i am going to pass it on to our award-winning humor consultants miss susan the floor is yours first of all you are just a beautiful soul just beautiful beautiful uh, and before i get into the emotional part it's the first time i've used the tissue <laughs> in these calls so um, you just put this presentation together so beautifully. You have listened to what we have said. You structured this exactly the way it should have been structured. I am just so inspired by what you did. Thank you. As far as that, that and then, you know, the actual presentation itself was superb but putting it together in the right structure is really the most important part to get your message across properly your introduction i love your introduction i want to um, work with you a little bit on that offline um, the, I love, you know, the motherless, fatherless child. That it's intriguing. It's an intriguing title. We could probably add a tagline to that. So you could probably. Okay. Add, yeah. Um, and your opening was just perfect. You came out and you asked the question, are you or someone you know a mother, fatherless child? You let that sit. You did exactly what we've asked. Not thank you, Oprah. I'm so glad I'm here. Blah blah blah. Because you've lost. You know, the second you come on stage, that's when you capture them, and you captured us right away with that. So I that you know, the hook. You hooked us in right at the beginning, and I love that you had those four points 
we knew you told us what we were gonna do. You told us that we were gonna cover these four points. And so we were ready. Now, the one thing you did said, I want you to go on the journey with us, experience this and have some fun. The, there wasn't, the, the, only, the only critique I could probably even have on this is when you said that and have some fun because uh, we didn't have any fun there that I could think of. Um, now, you know, you'll be able to take this and expand this and, you know, do just do all kinds of things with this to help people, truly. This is just amazing. You could speak and so, and just your way and your style. I love that you put a little bit of the song in there. And I think you'll be able to do that more when you're on a stage and use your voice, you know, not a recording, okay. you. use you because you've got that. So I want to hear you. That may be the other second that I didn't think of. So the fun and the, and I think maybe with the song, when you do, when you play that song there, you could, that'll be a little bit of the fun in there because when you do this, remember there are going to be people in the audience that have experienced these things. So you you can't keep them down low. You got to bring them back up. So you know when when you're speaking, you got to think of the audience and how they're going to respond when when you have such a deep story like this. Okay. So you have to be able to bring them out of it, not keep them down low. And, you know, and maybe partway through and at the end, you did that. But just remember, they're going to be that be those people that are just going to break down and may run out of the room. Okay. You're going to have to be aware of those type of situations. But I loved your four points that you put in there. And then I like when you say now walk with me. And, and you love to sing and, you know, that I love that you got into the music and when you got into school and you talked about that. I mean, everything as far as the four points. And then once you got through the four points, you you told number two and four, you know, how that affected you. And I'm like, okay, well, what about one and two? And, you know, you left me in suspense there, but you came to it, you know, at the end, you brought it in at the end and there was a reason for that for you. So, um, and that's what people wanna hear. They need to have in their mind what's gonna be happening and how it's gonna happen. And so you got guided us through in a perfect way. And, you know, thank God for your praying grandmother. Thank God for grandma. And, and people can relate to that too. And that you got, and I think that, you know, you said you won the competition, you know, you, when you got into school and, and as, as you expand this out, you can put more of that in there. Some of your personal experiences there and add that in. What, and in your introduction, I love your introduction. I think that later on, you'll be able to expand on your introduction. You know, you have a book, right? Yes, ma'am. You're an author. You're a singer-songwriter. 
so you can you can add and expand on that just a little bit. And you said something customized words. I like that. Yes, because whenever you um, talking to people, people get tired of saying this, for example, how you doing? Oh, I'm okay. You pre-programmed to say those words. But when somebody said, you know what? I love your smile. It brings out the, you know, something like that. It brings out your eyes or it brings out something like that. People are like, wait a minute, hold up. It makes them stop and makes them be in that moment. But when you just saying generic words, throwing it out, it's like, uh, okay, I'm used to hearing that. Yeah, I, I think you could use that customized words as another signature part of you. Okay. That as you take this out and, and you know, being an expert that speaks on this, that's something that if people are around table, they can come up with customized words. Okay. For back, you see what I'm saying? For, for a, a workshop that you may have. Because I can see you doing so. Now, tell me a little bit about your singing and where you're going with that. What is it you're, what is it you do and really want to do? Well, the singing is something that I wanted to do a long time ago, and I was kind of shy about singing. But I remember being in choir. Remember, I told you when we had to sing those country songs, rock songs. So those songs might sound how high pitch it didn't fit our voices. <laughs> Sometimes those uh, songs be like a soprano one, two, all that kind of stuff. So the reason why I kind of shy away from the singing because my mother was like, you don't even sound good singing like that. That kind of shied me away from it. But I started, I went back to it because I love gospel music. So whenever I sing my music, it's going to be R&B, gospel, um, a little hip hop. It's going to be like soul music, something that everyone can relate to. But it's going to fit all genres and stuff like that. But for me, it's not about singing, not about the money. It's about um, allowing people to experience you. Allowing people to experience me. Then once you be in that, uh, have that type of platform, then you will be able to make impact in people's lives. You will be an influencer. So when you have that type of influence over people, you have to be positive. So it's more than singing to me. It was gonna, it's like a vehicle. It's gonna open more doors for me. I'm gonna be able to reach back and help more people. So it's more than singing to me. So every day I research different singers. I research um, the genre, the type of writing style. Um, what took, why they start writing, what stopped them, what, or if they start writing or what blocks them, certain stuff like that. So that's what I'm into right now. I'm researching, I'm in research. That's a good thing. You could even um, request to interview them, things like that. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Now, I could see you doing that, you know, with what you are. You're an expert that speaks here. You're part of you know, the Bureau of Dominant Speakers at ATS Business University. You'd like to interview them. That'd be so nice because I have over, I remember Beyonce said she had, she mastered singing. I mastered singing already. Cause I did it so a thousands of times already because of choir and learning different genre, learning different notes and stuff like that, even in singing in Spanish or um, Latin. So by me going back and learn, I'm happy 
if at, at the time I wasn't happy singing those songs, I'm like, why we can't sing those soul songs? But now looking back, I'm happy that I was able to tap into those different genres. So now I can be able to work with different artists, even if they don't speak Spanish, um, even if they don't speak English, I'll be able to either read the music or listen to the sheets music or listen to it and create my own version, how I want to do it. And we'll be able to connect on because of this, it's just music. So looking back, I am happy that we did uh, go over different topics and different genres. Well, I'm a big American Idol fan and, you know, I've been following and watching American Idol and listening to the stories of people, you know, and how they got there and so forth. So um, it's, it's really good this year and a lot of it because of COVID and um, how they put it together was really beautiful. But you are just a very special person. You truly are. And I love the way you brought your father in and, and just that story that that story itself is just a beautiful story and and you can also talk about forgiveness you know oh, there's yeah. other program there on forgiveness so you've got a lot you've got a lot to give you have a lot to give and you've earned it and i'm just you know, your story, the way you put it together, everything, your your talent, your look, your voice, you just, you have it going on. And I'm just, <laughs> thank you. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have to say that, you know, it, you know, you're always, like I said, you're going to have people in the audience with so many different experiences from that. Mine was, you know, we had these new neighbors come in and, you know, I'm 12, 13 and I started babysitting them. Well, I saw a lot going on in this house that I didn't experience because I came from, you know, I had a, a great childhood. You know, I had a loving mother and father and, you know, they were always home. I never had a babysitter, never had a babysitter. My parents were always there and just raised me right you know I had three older brothers who were always fighting and stuff and different personalities but that was about the extent of anything dramatic uh, but I started babysitting these kids that were totally different you know we never had alcohol in our house um, they you know they were always going out on Saturday nights and things like that and these three little kids and I knew there were things wrong and I believe there was abuse and you know the, the father started you know, kind of approaching me that way. And I just wanted to get away from it. And I didn't know how. And I felt those kids and I, I felt trapped in that babysitting role. And when you said the, the babysitting, you know, I, I didn't really want that. But I continued on for those kids. And I can't remember, you know, for how long, but then they eventually moved away. But the funny thing is, um, some friends of ours, uh, a, a good friend of ours started dating a gal from where they moved. And I said, oh, I said, I've been there once. I said, I babysit the, these kids. And, you know, this is, they're all grown. We're all growing. And I said, her name was um, Kelly Stevenson. She said, well, you know, my assistant's name is Kelly. It was her. We were out to dinner with our good friend who celebrated his birthday this was his girlfriend that came in. 
um, from the other state. And I, we were shocked. She called her on the phone right there. We went in the bathroom and I talked to her for the first time in all these years. And she cried and cried. And, you know, we reformed the relationship. And, you know, she's doing okay. And, and the sisters. And, and she was actually the one that I worried about there in the middle. She was the middle one. And, and so it, that was just the most shocking thing ever. But so... You know, I felt that. So what I'm saying is, and, you know, Phil felt something different and Dr. Sugar felt something different. And so you have to always have your antennas up when you're coming from that kind of place for your audience. And that's, um, as an expert that speaks or professional speaker, that's something that you have to really be aware of and be able to handle the situation. Okay. A beautiful job. Thank, Thank you. Welcome. Okay. It's your turn, Phil. You're an angel among us. You literally are an angel among us. Now, give me the first line of the speed of the title. Are you a someone you know, a motherless or a fatherless child? And then the tagline could be, so where did we get our nurturing? That's good, okay. Mr. Phil. Thank you. So where did we get our nurturing? So that's kind of your story in a nutshell. Um, yeah, you, you're incredible. Uh, I'd like to, as, as you turn this into something that a company would buy and an organization would buy. You, 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 you'd use the word love where you would use the word God. And God doesn't mind that, by the way. I know I checked with him. So you use the word love where you use the word God. You know, and you, you say you didn't hate him. Hate is not the opposite of love. When you hate me, I got something to work with. You know what the opposite of love is? Indifference. Okay. When you don't care, uh, there's nothing I can do, right? That's the opposite of love is indifference. So you might want to weave that into there, you know, because I you, you said something that, that triggered my my thing. Um, yeah, and be true to yourself. Nurture your daughter or somebody who's who you care about. Build healthy relationships and stop being a people pleaser. Those are four points that you could weave into corporate America on peak performance. You help people perform better by understanding these things. So your, your title could be peak performance or increasing productivity. That could be one of the things that you do when you work with an organization. Then of course, the other group is the, uh, the self-help group. Do you know there's a group called Reunite that put adopted families together? No, I do not. Yeah, so that may be a group that you might want to see. Do they have meetings in your neighborhood or do they, do they bring in speakers? It's called Reunite. Okay. They're the ones that called me 20 years ago and say, is this Phil Sorrentino? Yes. Were you born on August 1st, 1951? Yes. <laughs> We're with Reunite. We put adopted families together. You have a sister that wants to talk to you. You're interested. I said, well, cheers is starting. Can I call you back? So that's what I said to him. So that's it. The, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the self-help groups out there, the, the, uh, 
Uh, I spoke for the uh, Victims Assistance Conference. Uh, each state has a has an organization called Victims Assistance Conference, and they have they have. I spoke to one in Ohio. I spoke in Minnesota. I spoke in Illinois at the Victims Assistance Conference, and those are the kind of groups that you can get in front of. Um, I would like to have you sing. I, I think that would be more powerful. Now, don't get me wrong; it wasn't bad that you had the other. But I, and then, and then, if you want the underlining singing when you still talk, you have a recording of you singing. And you quit singing and then you hit the recording and the recording killed please. And then you can do your talking over it. Cause I think that was powerful. I don't want you to take away from that. Uh, not singing. Cause then you don't have the underlying thing, but that was cool. when you had the underlying music going while you were still talking, I thought that was really neat. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's uh, be grateful. That was the things at the end. That was the message that your conclusion was, you know, be grateful. You know, like I said before, and the first time I heard this, my lips were moving. You can't be a victim and be grateful at the same time. And gratefulness is a form of love. So that could be a message. That could be the overall arcing thing. Uh, yeah, I, I want to listen to your, I need to listen to your program again. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that and, take little notes and stops and stuff because there's some little tweaks in there and there's some jewels in there too but i wrote it down i can't read my own writing so i i've got there's some really classic lines in there and i've shared this with people before and this is going to happen to the most of us a lot somebody's going to come up to you and say arcia you changed my life now what's the proper response for that well here's what i think the proper response is oh that's very kind of you what's your name phil Phil, that's very kind of you to say that to me, but Phil, you changed your life. All I did is remind you of some things you haven't thought about in a while. You've said their name twice. They've said their name once. You reconnected with them, and then you give them credit for them, the ones that changed their life. You didn't change your life. You just remind themselves. I said that to, to a group of people. He said, yeah, I'm the vice president of the Federal Credit Union in Oklahoma City. He said, how many staff did you lose? He says, half of my staff were killed on April 19th at 9.02 in the morning. I said, sir, I'm a small company, but if you give me my expenses, I'll come and give you a freebie. He said, you would do that? I said, I would be a gift. And on August 19th, four months to the day, I spoke in front of the survivors of the Federal Credit Union in Oklahoma City. So you can turn these opportunities, but when somebody comes up to you and says, you changed your life, and you will have people come up to you and say that to you. I have no doubts in my mind. So again, oh, that's very kind of you. What's your name, Phil? Phil, you changed your life. All I simply did was remind you of some things you might not have thought about in a while. See how that sets that up? Gives them responsibility, gives them praise, gives them encouragement. You, 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 you of course, take it yourself because they came up to you. But you give it back to them and give them the, the empowerment. And I don't necessarily like that word, but I think it's the right word here. To stay with it. So that made me think of that. And uh, other than that, you've got it, girl. Like I said, you're an angel Thank among you. us. You're an Thank angel you so among much. us. Uh, and that could be a title of some of your program, Message from an Angel Among Us. Say, my humor consultant said this about me. You, at the end, let me tell you what you can say about it. But I thank you sure very much. Use that. I would definitely use that. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Love you more. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen.
Well, that will do it for us this evening on the Bureau Keynotes. Wonderful job again, Ms. Arshia. Uh, before we go, we are looking for more speakers to deliver a keynote on Tuesday evenings. Okay, Arshia has, it was, was next in mind, but now we're looking for more speakers. So if that is you, please let me know. And I will talk with Mr. Phil and Ms. Susan and we will put your names down uh, for the Bureau Keynotes. You deliver, it's 25 minutes. And just like Arshia did and many others have been doing, you can talk for a certain amount of time and, and save time for a question and answer portion for your keynote. So if that is you, if you are interested in speaking on a Tuesday evening, please let me know, hit me up, okay? Yes, it's the best place to practice. It's a safe place to practice among your peers. Yes, ma'am, that's it, that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, thank you so much. Before we go, one more time, if you would, please give a round of applause for Miss Arshia and a wonderful job that she Woo! did. Yes, <laughs> you did that, girl. Yes, thank yes, you, yes. thank you, thank you. Good deal, good deal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening. You can play better, you can dominate. Everyone, take care. Love you. Love you more. Love you much. I see you. That was just beautiful. Thank you. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. Like and share. Leave comments on this podcast. Let me know what you think. All right, y'all. Peace and love. Be bold in who you are. Spontaneousqueen.com. Thank you.